Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. First of all, I want to give thanks to our great God and Savior, even Jesus Christ, for his so great salvation. And indeed, in these harrowing times, in these last days, in these virulent days, the gospel of Jesus Christ is still going forth, and God is still saving lost souls, even in this day. Now, I want to, my, that is my topic for tonight, is the coming of the Antichrist and his crushing defeat by Jesus. So I'm going to be speaking from uh, first, first Thessalonians and also Second Thessalonians. Uh, Paul uses a very curious term in the Greek for the coming of the Antichrist. He uses the term parousia. And interestingly enough, that term is also used uh, for the second, by Paul, for the second coming of our Lord. So there is a parousia of the Antichrist, uh, transliterated as coming, and then there is the parousia of Jesus Christ. So I just want you to see uh, the, the, uh, the compelling language that's used by Paul uh, when, when he speaks about uh, not only eschatology, but also all of his doctrines, even in soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. But our focus is the eschaton, that is, the last days. The eschaton itself began at the, at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is literally the last thing the last things. So that is the meaning of the word eschaton. And so uh, you and I live uh, between the already, that is what God has already done through Christ Jesus, and the not yet. So there are events that we anticipate uh, as, as the believing community. Now, having said that, let me tell you that uh, the, uh, the snatching out of the church can occur at any moment. And the Bible never tells us that this will happen in the blinking of the eye. Uh, the Bible uses the, the, the term the twinkling of an eye. That's how fast the snatching out uh, some people call it the rapture, but it is the snatching out uh, of the church. Uh, I love the the word snatching out or snatching away. Uh, God is taking his people out of the cosmic system. Uh, Jesus said, stated in John's, in John's gospel, in this, in this cosmos, you will have uh, tribulation or you will be in tight places. So 
he knew uh, what our estate would be. And so that's why uh, he, as believing ones, we can be filled with the spirit. That is, we can be controlled, our personalities, our mind, our heart, and our will, our thoughts, uh, our emotions can be controlled by the spirit of God. So this is what it means to be filled with the spirit. It means the control of the personality uh, through the handing over of one's will uh, to Jesus. And so this is where the believer, the believer, the, the believer experiences satisfaction in this life. But he or she uh, voluntarily surrenders his or her will over to the will of the Lord, knowing that uh, what God has for us is always the best. Also, uh, let me say that at the point of salvation, uh, you and I were given a, a new young mind ever to remain so. So the old mind from the old life that had to do with the old ways and the old beliefs and the old ways of living, uh, that that is gone. Uh, Neonisekoi. We have brand new young minds that will ever remain young, so that uh, we may we might serve the Lord. Think about this. Uh, from all from uh, for the rest of eternity or for eternity, we will serve the Lord with our old minds. Uh, that's nowhere taught in the scriptures, but. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, uh, which has to do with the church as the body of Christ, he lays these doctrines out for us. Now, um, I'm going to be speaking briefly from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and I'm going to begin at verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. And this is the Apostle Paul. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. <laughs> Let me stop at this point. Now, in Pauline theology, Paul, Paul wrote, absent from the body, present with the Lord. So it is the body that sleeps, but the personality uh, goes to be with the Lord. And uh, so some theologians have called this our incomplete state. That language is never used in the Word of God. It is a theological term, a state of incompleteness. Uh, but but notice the the how the uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus is tied uh, to our resurrection. And indeed, in Romans, Paul said that we were crucified with Christ. And so um, uh, this is very very powerful doctrine. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also were sleeping Jesus. Will God bring with him? Notice the language. Will God bring with him? Another verse that has to do with the deity of 
Jesus Christ. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. And notice, Paul never gives, uh, talks about independent authority uh, when, uh, when he teaches doctrine. It is always the word of the Lord, which is reminiscent uh, of the Old Testament prophets. Uh, and so, and, and so we have that continuing influence, uh, which is very wonderful. For if we, uh, before we say this, for this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain uh, unto the coming of the Lord. Uh, shall not prevent, that is, shall not go before them which are asleep. So what is he saying? So those believers whom God brings back with him out of the third heaven, out of the third heaven, uh, when Jesus comes back or brings them back, these believers uh, will uh, descend down and they will, they will be reunited with their with their human sins, their bodies. They will not uh, be shod with the bodies that died. They will receive brand new resurrection bodies. Resurrection bodies. And then after that event takes place, and we don't know how fast it will take place, then we who are alive, we will at that moment also receive our resurrection bodies. Verse 16, for the Lord himself, and uh, so that pronoun uh, is in the emphatic position in the Greek, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The rapture or the snatching out will not be silent. With the voice of the archangel, this Michael, and with the trump or trumpet of God, <coughs> excuse me, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So, uh, in the Bible, uh, the trumpet was used to call to war, and that's Numbers 10 verse 9, and it is also used in uh, Revelation chapter 8 verse 9. So, also trumpets sounded uh, assembly of God's people. And that's Leviticus 23:24 and Numbers 10:2. Here, the trumpet is used to gather the people of God. Isn't that wonderful? So there's also, uh, the trumpet is used also in Revelation 11:15, And uh, also it is used in Matthew 24, 31. For the gathering of Israel. Amen. So uh, these doctrines and this teaching is wonderful. So uh, now Paul called the death of believers sleep. But in his description of the death of Christ, he does not soften it by calling it sleep. Because there was nothing soft nor peaceful about the death of the Savior. Early Christians 
called their burial places cemeteries or literally dormitories or sleeping places. It's because uh, the believers uh, doctrinally fall asleep in Christ. They do not die. Believers do not die. Uh, but the Bible says uh, all men die, and then thereafter uh, there is a resurrection. <clears throat> but there is a physical death that believers experience, and then uh, but we we are also in the presence of the Lord, absent from the body, present with the Lord. And so uh, Paul writes, and this is First Thessalonians four sixteen that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then when, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. That should literally read in clouds, in clouds. So there will, in the immediate atmosphere, there will be clouds of saints, and we're going to meet him. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so this, this is the trend that governs Paul's heart, Paul's hope. And so this is a wonderful doctrine that governs his thinking uh, and that, uh, that motivated Paul. Paul knew that his life was complete because of Jesus. And then in verse 18, he wrote, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Uh, when you get a moment, please read Second uh, Second uh, uh, Corinthians, the first chapter, uh, and uh, Paul talks about Paul talks about the comforter that Jesus talks about. Uh, the, uh, and in the Bible, the comforter is the strong one that comes alongside in time of need. See? And so, another magnificent doctrine: the strong one that comes along or brings aid or comfort in a time of need, the comforter. Comfortus is the Latin word. So in chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians, verse 1, we read, Paul wrote, But of the time and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. Now, I want to take a moment about and take a look at this verse because it's very important. Too many specious, too many censorious, too many uh, books have been written uh, trying to pinpoint uh, the uh, the time of the return of Christ. And I know why there is this, this movement of individuals who think that they can somehow find in the scriptures hidden mathematical formulas uh, that only they uh, can get, and that talks about the exact day, the exact moment uh, when Jesus is going to come again. So Paul wrote, Paul wrote, the apostle Paul wrote, but of the times, and so here the word times means time as succession of units. And seasons, the seasons, seasons here means time of opportunities, 
time of opportunities that is moral responsibilities. Brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now, so in First Thessalonians, Paul talks about the first, second coming of Christ, that is to receive his own. Uh, that a great event is called the snatching out of the church. <coughs> Excuse me. And here, Paul makes reference in, in chapter 5, verse 2, to the day, the day of the Lord. Remember the book of Joel, the day of the Lord. Here and uh, there, uh, both Joel here and other references, it refers to the judgment. So that you know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Um, this language uh, is not made toward believers. It is made toward uh, the uh, the uh, the second coming. That is when Jesus comes uh, to establish His reign upon the earth after the tribulation. The first part of that harrowing uh, seven-year period is called uh, tribulation, or the great squeezing. I mean, or the squeezing. The second part, the second half, the second 3.5 years is called the Great Tribulation or the Great Squeezing. And remember, uh, Jesus Christ receives title deed to the earth. It is he who begins, it is he who orchestrates, and it is he who brings to completion uh, the, the judgments, the three series of judgments that we read about in the book of Revelation. Jesus Christ is in charge of the tribulation period. So when they shall say, now speaking of the cosmic system, people of uh, the, who are, doesn't be, do not belong to God. For when they shall say, peace and safety, and notice the language. Notice what, what, they're, what they're after. Notice what they want because uh, it, the world is dangerous. And now today they're talking about uh, a, a digital currency that is backed by nothing but uh, a government promise. It is not backed by silver. It is not backed by gold. It is not backed by any uh, pressures um, uh minerals at all, not even by oil anymore. And uh, so then the Bible says, or Paul writes, and they shall say peace and safety, uh, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. And uh, this is reminiscent of the, uh, the, the great Magul, the great flood. Listen. Uh, the, the the flood narrative in the in the book of Genesis uh, has to do only with the creation. D e p r e a t i o n. It only has to do with the creation. And what do I mean by that? Well, the firmament that God divided <coughs> is no more. And what we have. Uh, in the flood narrative 
is the the collapse of the firmament by God. He collapsed it all. And please do not. It may take you some effort, but don't have in your minds that these ancient civilizations uh, were were just <laughs> were cave dwellers. Uh, these people were very very sophisticated. They had very sophisticated communities. These people knew astronomy, banking. Uh, they knew surgery. Uh, they knew uh, astronomy. These people were were very very advanced. Uh, and even you know we as even uh, there are literatures that I could cite over here. I mean, a, a recent date that talk about the 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 giants of, of Turtle Island. Turtle Island is the ancient one one of the ancient names that refer to the United States. We, um, and so there have been tombs of giants found from uh, from Maine uh, to Catalina Island. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, there, because these people wanted to promulgate uh, evolution and eugenics, uh, they wanted to hide all the evidence. Of, of the of the great flood. Oh, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. Uh, God collapsed the world or the firmament without apology, because every thought of the imagination of their hearts was only evil continually. And God said I, that He will not always walk with me, be because of His evil mindset. And so, uh, uh, well, God didn't warn us, and God should have told us, well, what we were doing. Uh, in Romans 1, Paul talks about, he says, people are without apology, because <laughs> that which would be known of God, I and mean, God has made known, even his eternal Godhead and deity through the things that are made through creation. But... Uh, what does the enemy attack? Creation. The enemy attacks creation and because creation is that witness uh, of intelligent design that the world wants to say, no, 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 uh, this all happened by, uh, through chance and necessity. Well, um, you know, it, 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 is, it is a morbidly, uh, is a, it is a morbid and very poor argument, chance and necessity. Uh, at some point, there was organization, either on a, a microbial or microscopic level, and then they want to say that you know the the base pairs and the sugar phosphate background backbone of the DNA molecule and the four base pair somehow got together to create uh, you know uh, the, the, the to create DNA or the first amino acid or the first macromolecule, and we know that uh, nothing is supported in that uh, in that way. Or we have to they have to posit a prebiotic soup in which you know random events took place, uh, and so they just keep going over these soundless and baseless arguments. Um, one of the one of the cities. Uh, that Joshua encountered uh, when 
and this is far removed from the uh, creation narrative, but one of the cities that he encountered in his conquests <coughs> was a city called uh, University Town. And this town was a, a, was a library. It was a university. It, it was a great ancient university. There were several great ancient universities. I don't talk about these things so much because people are not really interested in really what the Bible teaches. But it, it was it's mar- these things, these discoveries are marvelously demonstrative of the accuracy of the Word of God. So, and sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. And <laughs> this is a, a another a, 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 another poignant reality. Uh, no one escaped of the collapse uh, of uh, of the firmament. Nobody escaped. And then God used what? God used fluid uh, dynamics. <coughs> uh, you know, I don't know how many metric, supermetric tons of water uh, came up out of the earth and came up out of the windows of heaven and melt and met and uh, collapsed ferment. We don't know how much water that was. But we do know that all of this water and what God was doing, how God was moving it around by his spirit. God re-sculpted, refashioned the face of the earth through fluid dynamics. And I've often talked talk about uh, how they have found palm trees in the North Pole and in the Andes Mountains. They, uh, on top of the mountains, they, found, they have found uh, oyster shells, and skeletons of, of, of great uh, uh, beings scattered about. Because why? You have the bottoms of the oceans being uplifted, lifted on high by God. And uh, if God says they shall not escape, God means just that. They shall not escape. There is no hiding from God uh, when he comes for you uh, in judgment. And Paul writes, but brethren, you are not, uh, but you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of day. We, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. They that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, for of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love before helmet to hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to attain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. So when I go over to Second uh, Thessalonians 
And is this chapter two? Paul talks about the mystery of, of iniquity that doth already work. And he says in verse eight, and then shall that wicked be revealed, or that should be that wicked one, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Listen, for every verse that talks every verse that talks about the coming of the Antichrist, there's a companion verse that talks about his end. In Genesis three, uh, we read that that the, the Lord Jesus would crush crush the head of the serpent. And Paul writes in the book of Romans that uh, Jesus would destroy, he would crush the head of, of, of Satan under, the, uh, under his feet. And so this is the Bible's uh, teaching about the destiny of the enemy. And in verse 9, Paul talks about uh, this, uh, this antichrist, this man of sin, this little horn of the book of Daniel, uh, and the devil is going to give him his power. In other words, he is going to be the incarnation. Uh, the, the Antichrist will be the incarnation of the person of the devil. Now, in my next episode, I'm going to talk more about the character of this, uh, this very destructive and harrowing individual. Good evening, and God bless you.